Hello and welcome to this week's Dairy Dialogue podcast. And if we're counting, which we are, it's number 94, which when you take out missed weeks like at Christmas, it means we've been doing this podcast for around two years now. Time flies. Anyway, 94 is the atomic number for plutonium, and it's also the number of Haydn's Surprise Symphony, so-called because at the premiere in 1792 he was surprised and photobombed by Elvis. Not really. I'm Jim Cornell, editor of Dairy Reporter, and this week it's a podcast from an event, Shift 20, which took place last month. And as you can hear in the background, it was very busy, lots of people walking around in masks, lots of booths, and ah, who am I kidding? We all know that there aren't any events at the moment. This is what it actually does sound like if I open my window, which is a little bit calmer. And as you all know, Shift 20 was a virtual event in a year when pretty much everything seems to be virtual and online. I'm allegedly on holiday again this week, but still putting the podcast together. I did manage to get a couple of nice walks in during the week in between the rain. Still haven't quite adjusted to having to take a mask everywhere. I think I need several so I don't misplace them. One in the car, one in the house, maybe one stuck to my head, who knows. I've seen some designer ones with football teams on and the names of bands, some of which look quite ridiculous in my opinion. And I think someone needs to post an online course on how to wear them. Of course, at this point, I should tell you who we have on the show this week. And as I mentioned, it's all companies that were presenting something new at Shift 20. Something related to dairy, of course. So we spoke with Scott Sidoris, North American Sales Manager for Dairy at Perkin Elmer. Lauriane Sibilo, Product Application Manager for InterScience Laboratories. Ron Hayes, Marketing Manager for Idaho Milk Products. And we talked with Maris Greiber, Head of Marketing, and Lindsay Ormond, Director of Nutrition and Research, who are both at Milk Specialties Global. We also had a chat with Veronica Bourne, Manager of Sales and Technical Services at CP Calco, and with Karen Watson, Director of Sales and Technical Innovation at New Life Market. So, six interviews and seven people. And no, the podcast isn't three hours long. Before we dive into the interviews, let's take a quick look at this week's news, or at least some of it. Aptar has launched the Simply Cycle TPE valve. Sonoco has acquired Can Packaging. We had two articles on Danone this week. It published its half-year financials, and Danone North America announced its fall products in the US. And I can't believe it's almost fall. We had the August Global Dairy Commodity Update from Maxim Foods. India and Italy held an online event as India is looking for Italian involvement in its food parks. Duke Energy has partnered with Sustain RNG to develop renewable natural gas on dairy farms. Nestle has launched a vegan version of its popular carnation milk in the UK. And Unilever and Algenuity partnered on microalgae protein potential. Ketone gave an update on what's going on at the company, and in New Zealand, just a year after Ely took over Westland, the Westland CEO Tony Brendish is leaving the company this Friday. These stories, and many more, can be found on DairyReporter.com. Dairy Reporter. 
which means it's time for our first guest. Perkin Elmer has launched the Lactoscope FTB instrument, which delivers full-spectrum component testing and adulterant screening for liquid dairy products. To tell us about it and the company and its other products is Scott Sidoris, Perkin Elmer's North American sales manager for dairy. Perkin Elmer, at a glance, we are headquartered in Waltham, Massachusetts. We are a member of the S&P 500. We have operations in over 180 countries, and that is split pretty evenly between the Americas, Europe, and Asia Pacific. Globally, we have 13,000 employees. Last year, we did $2.8 billion in revenue, and we operate in a couple diverse end markets, diagnostics, life sciences, applied, and of course, food. We provide instruments, consumables and reagents, software and services to companies we work with. In dairy testing, which is where I work, our analytical technologies help dairy farmers, processors, regulators authenticate and protect the integrity and quality of their products. They use our instruments to monitor incoming raw milk, optimize production processes, verify finished product quality, improve formulations, new product development, and build brand equity. And we do that in three main areas. Compositional analysis, looking at things like measuring butterfat, lactose, protein, solids, moistures. Safety analysis to detect antibiotics, pathogens, heavy metals, toxins, and functional analysis to determine how ingredients and products will perform in a specific formulation or matrix. Obviously, at a normal event, you would be able to showcase your product and have people look at them directly and meet with them face-to-face. How do you deal with that on a virtual platform? Are you doing webinars or creating videos? Both, actually. We do a lot online during COVID with virtual presentations. We also recently held a live webinar uh, for the Lactoscope FTA, our full-featured instrument for dairy uh, component analysis. And we've recorded that webinar and are using that for people who would like to get a feel for what it's like to spend a day in life working with the Lactoscope. It gives a really broad introduction to starting up the instrument loading clean and zero solutions, walking you through running samples, working with the data. You get the perspective from what it would be like standing in front of the instrument using it. That's proved to be really helpful in speaking with people over the last few months. And you have the Lactoscope FTB and A. What are the differences? So the Lactoscope FTA is our original instrument, and it's capable of testing a wide range of dairy products, milk, cream, whey, concentrates, ice cream, yogurt mixes. That instrument has been around for a number of years. The new instrument that we've just introduced is the Lactoscope FTB, and the FTB is designed to answer the needs of small to medium dairies and milk collection points that want to test just milk cream, and whey. So the difference would be if you're a smaller dairy and you're just testing incoming milk or using the instrument for standardizing and batching, 
the FTB is going to be the ideal solution. You don't sacrifice any of the accuracy that you would from our full-featured FTA instrument, but it does have limited capabilities. It's not going to be able to work with ice cream or yogurt mixes or uh, isolates or some permeates that are really viscous. But if you do have simplified needs as a smaller, medium-sized dairy, it's a great solution and it's going to save you quite a bit of money. The other scenario would be with a larger company where they actually have multiple instruments. And in that case, they could use an FTB as a dedicated milk receiving instrument as they don't have the need to test, you know, heavy, heavy creams or ice cream mixes or yogurt. Are they user friendly and easy to use for a person using them? Absolutely. We just introduced our Results Plus software, which is a platform we've been using on our NIR instruments for a number of years, but we've just started putting Results Plus on our lactoscopes, both models, and it's a really simple software platform, very easy to use. And I guess you're at the other end of the phone or available for training anyway? We provide training with installation, and then we are available to support our customers post-installation. We can do that actually in a couple of different ways. We use a program called Team Viewers for a remote connection to the instrument. So if someone, particularly a new user, has a question on you know, enabling a feature or setting something up um, after we've left from that initial installation training, we can connect to the instrument remotely, screen share, walk them through what it is they're trying to accomplish. It's a really easy way for us to interact with our customers and respond to requests for support really quickly. We can also use the TeamViewer software to run diagnostics on the instrument. So if a customer reports a problem, we can connect via TeamViewer with their approval and run diagnostics and isolate what the problem is. And that greatly speeds up resolution to any sort of a problem if our service or application support people can get a sense of what's going on and what they need to focus on. And a lot of times we can eliminate the need to have to come on site to resolve something. Downtime is public enemy number one, I guess, in a lot of cases. In the Uh, food industry in general and in dairy in particular. With these sorts of instruments, what we hear repeatedly from our customers is if the instrument's down, the plant's down. How quickly would it generate the results that you want? Is it on screen right away? Absolutely, within 30 seconds. And that's multi-component analysis. So standard test, we're looking at fat, protein, lactose, total solids, solids, non-fat. The instrument analyzes all of those at once and reports them at the same time. And it can also detect other issues with, with the samples? It can. So our standard components are the fat, protein, lactose, etc. But we also include additional components with the instrument at no additional cost. And those would be things like added water, true protein, casein, density, pH, that sort of thing, a couple others. How long has the FTB been available? Uh, just about one month now. Oh, okay. Brand new introduction for us. I was going to ask what the reaction has been like to it so far, but there probably aren't that many out there. Well, it's It's been actually quite good. We've had some social media campaigns where we've been introducing the instrument and we've had a lot of inquiries. I think the one thing to touch on, because people ask about this all the time, you know, once they understand the difference in the products that could be run on the two instruments and we make that distinction, the next question usually becomes, you know, what's the measuring speed? How fast is it? So the FTA 
has a bit of a different pumping system. It utilizes a peristaltic pump for sample uptake in combination with a homogenizer pump, whereas the FTB utilizes only the homogenizer pump. So it does make a bit of a difference in speed, but both are very fast. The FTA will measure 100 to 120 samples per hour, and the FTB will run at about 60 to 80 samples per hour. French headquartered microbiology equipment company InterScience Laboratories launched the Easy Spiral Pro Milk Automatic Petri Dish Plater recently and was promoting it alongside other products at Shift 20. And with all the details on the product, other products, and the company, is Lauriane Sibilot, Product Application Manager at InterScience Laboratories. Well, InterScience is a French-based company, actually. It was started in 1979. It has grown since then to about 130 employees worldwide. So starting uh, east to west uh, in uh, Shanghai and Singapore and then Frankfurt in Germany. We have two offices in France, the commercial headquarters as well as the factory. So everything we design is designed in the lovely uh, Cantal region of the south of France. And it is also manufactured there. And then we have an office in Boston that uh, serves uh, North America. And what kind of products do you sell globally not, not just dairy obviously exactly so we have uh, we have a whole range actually that covers automation from sample preparation so those can be uh, food samples but they can also be environmental samples or pharma samples or whatnot uh, down to bacterial analysis i mean the process we follow the whole process we automate the whole process from dilution of the primary sample so that primary dilution uh, with gravimetric diluters and then homogenization of the sample to extract the bacterial load from the sample. So those are uh, homogenizers, so uh, lab blenders. We also have uh, peristaltic pumps. Those can are pretty versatile. You can use them to make your own Petri dish, prepare your buffer solutions, uh, prepare your tubes for serial dilutions. So that's the sample preparation side. And on the bacterial analysis side, we have a range of platers. So those will do the automatic serial dilutions if there need to be any to get the sample into a countable range. And then plate automatically on petri dishes. And the whole story of uh, this is kind of the crux of the story of InterScience because the uh, spiral method was actually co-developed by our founder uh, over 40 years ago. And that spiral method lets you plate four logs of dilution on one plate. So it's pretty useful if you don't know what dilution you're going to plate or if you need to do uh, serial dilutions, you know, two or three serial dilutions, you are going to end up with a countable range on one plate instead of having to do either serial dilutions or plating uh, a range of dilutions. And then after that, we have uh, colony counters that will then record all the information about the sample, well, count automatically and fast, and, and record all of this into a limb system or at least uh, digitalize the process. Our latest innovation is called the scan station, and we've actually integrated a colony counter inside an incubator. So that counting is done now automatically and in real time. So where colony counters are endpoints, counters just like with the manual method the scan station counts during the incubation so you get much fewer uh, false positives and false negatives 
And also you can take uh, advanced actions because you will see the growth as it is happening. And you have a new product that you're presenting at Shift. Is it, are you presenting more than one product at Shift? We wanted to focus on our spiral platers that I that I mentioned. We already had a range of three, you know, with varying functions. So the our basic model that does the the spiral plating, and then our pro model that you could connect to your limb system that did uh, larger plates as well, more dilutions on one plate, and then the dilute model where we added the serial dilutions. And then this year in 2020, we launched uh, the Easy Spiral Pro Milk. And uh, this is because for our spirals to work, you had to transfer your sample into a beaker. And then uh, the plater would pipe it out of the beaker and plate on the petri dish. Now, we realized that for some industries of which the milk industry it's actually not very advantageous to do that because you risk having a uh, cross-contamination at this step. And for the milk payment process, for example, where you really need to have an exact result about your uh, concentration for the quality indicators, because that will determine at which price you can sell your milk, it was not very advantageous to have to transfer that sample into a beaker because even if you added one CFU per mil in the end, uh, on your end concentration, sometimes that could downgrade your milk of one class. So we created the milk where we've actually made a little platform where you can directly bring your tube. So the sample has to be in liquid form and it has to be in a tube that you will place directly under the pipette. Now that seems like not much, uh, but because you can sample directly and pipe directly out of your original container, uh, there's two things. First of all, you don't have to lose any of your product by transferring it to a beaker. And you are guaranteed to have the exact result. And in industries like for dairy, where that result really determines a lot about pricing and a lot about the quality of your product, it seemed very important for our customers to be able to pipette directly out of their container. Is this something that would be done in a lab or is it just anybody would be able to do this? Does it require a lot of training? Not really. It's actually fairly accessible. It's, it's a very elegant machine. All you have to do after you've done your settings about how you want to plate uh, the sample and how much you want to dilute it, all you need to do is really press a button. It will usually be done in the lab because it is for bacterial analysis, but it can be done by anyone. You can place the machine under a biosafety cabinet or not, uh, depending on what kind of application you are working with. So it doesn't require a lot of uh, expertise to use. So if you have a very highly precise plating, and this is what we're trying to do here with the Easy Spiral Pro Milk, if you have a high precision in your plating, uh, then the results that you would count on your end, so the, the colonies you count on your Petri dish, give you the highest precision in your concentration of uh, either pathogens, if you're doing pathogens research, or quality indicators. And both of these will help determine the pricing of your milk batch. So the implication for uh, someone who is uh, analyzing and selling or a third-party lab is uh, that they could tell their customer that they have you know, the highest precision plating out there and that they guarantee them that they're not going to be downgraded a class just because there might be some cross-contamination or some addition of pathogens in their sample. 
And as far as showcasing this at a virtual event, has that been challenging or have you sort of made some videos and that kind of thing? So it's pretty interesting. You know, we, we have to adapt. Usually we would show uh, the machine, you know, I would be on site, make demonstrations. And in this case, what we did actually, we took advantage of the webinar options. And that was pretty interesting because Sure, we didn't have the machine, but I was also able to present other things during the webinar, present slides, present videos, present uh, examples of the its actual use that I wouldn't have been able to present on a booth. And I think also what's interesting is that, that webinar is still available for people to go and watch for even many weeks after the show, I think IFT's made it available longer than that. So people can go back and watch those resources. And I think we're not the only ones to have taken advantage of that. You know, during the COVID crisis, InterScience has actually started doing webinars on many of our products. So the scan station that I was talking about earlier, uh, data integrity and how it applies to our products. You know, we've had innovations about sterile bags and things like that, that we present actually monthly uh, with webinars that we also record and are able to broadcast and, and communicate later. So, yeah, we, we took advantage of this, and that's how we launched our Easy Pro, Easy Spiral Pro Milk. Is this already being utilized in labs, or are you still sort of at the early stages? Well, it is being utilized right away, because the reason we developed this was actually because we were asked by some industries, notably the dairy industry actually in Europe, where we have a lot of that business, and so... You know, that's something that we we had a range that was pretty complete uh, or so we thought. And then we got feedback from the field and we relayed that back to the engineers and they came out with that. And so we launched it in Europe and in the and in North America and then worldwide uh, throughout 2020. So we knew there was already going to be demand for that product, which was nice. But it's also good that you can listen to your customers and be able to develop things that they're looking for. Exactly. That's the interest of having had a company that's been manufacturing its own products for 40 years now is we have we both have innovations in terms of new lines of products. So the, the smart incubator is one of those. But we are also able to go back to our products that are already existing and add new functions or just simply build a new one in a in an existing range. So that's the case with the Easy Spiral Pro Milk in the Easy Spiral range. So we just added a, a fourth product. And for example, for our gravimetric diluters, we had some industries that were asking for a mode to dilute powder because you do not dilute powder like you would a solid sample. So we went back to the drawing board in terms of the software and, and added a mode and we released that actually um, two years ago now. Now it's to another beautiful part of the U.S., and that's Idaho. Ron Hayes is the marketing manager for Idaho Milk Products, which has a new innovation center and a new product, Ida Plus 1085. And Ron can tell us more about both. We are 11 years old. We're the world's largest completely dedicated milk protein concentrate manufacturer. That's all we do. We bring in uh, milk from our owner dairies. Uh, we're totally vertically integrated with them. We bring the milk in. We separate it out into uh, milk protein and milk permeate. We dry the, both of those, and so we have milk permeate powder and milk protein concentrate and, and isolate. 
we take in about 4.4 million pounds of milk every day. So those products, particularly the protein we sell to food and beverage manufacturers, anybody that's adding protein to any product, if they're protein bars or if they're uh, high-protein pancakes or brownie mixes or Greek yogurt or beverages, uh, you know, like protein shakes or high-protein milk, high-protein coffee, things like that. And what's the uh, the Milk Innovation Center? Is that part of the plant or is it located somewhere different? Yeah, it, it is directly connected to our plant. So it's like, you know, a, a pilot plant where we can go all the way from bringing milk into it, you know, separating it out, drying it, using it, creating that ingredient, and then adding other ingredients, going through the entire process of formulating and, and creating a product and, and packaging, whether it's uh, high-protein ice cream or protein bars or a protein drink or whatever. We can actually take it all the way through that process, including all the measurement of things such as like on a bar, bar hardness, making sure that we're getting the, the correct hardness on the drinks, how well they're mixing and things like that. And if we're having any instability in a ready-to-drink product or, you know, whatever it is, we can, we can go through that whole process and then we can create, we can do shelf life studies to make sure that products are going to last long on the shelf the way they're created. So anybody that, uh, that we're working with can come in and work with our directly with our scientists and can work right alongside them and create their brand new product right there make sure that it works before they go into production and at this um this event that you were just at it was a little bit weird because actually nobody in attendance it was all done virtually but you did you launch the ida plus 1085 there or you were just promoting it there we essentially did a soft launch of it a while back but we were trying to to launch it to this audience in particular at that show. So it's a it's a fairly new product, and what we were trying to pinpoint there are particular food and beverage products that that ingredient as a protein actually exhibits very superior mouthfeel, shelf life, uh, the ability to truly make the product be much better than what you experience many times when you when you're formulating with proteins and one of the things that we were pointing out for instance that we have not seen this anywhere else in the market at all somebody can get up to 30 grams of protein in a 10 ounce serving with no issues with no problems with chalky mouthfeel with no sedimentation uh, wonderfully hydrated and dispersed product that stays that way the shelf life on it, our experiments with it. We have product that is still an RTD product that is still completely mixed and has no sedimentation in it at all over a year later and still tastes wonderful. That's unheard of at 30 grams of protein. You can't get that anywhere. Are you, are you working on other products now or is it really just a case of sticking with what you've got and working on this new 1085? Well, we're, we're experimenting with, with a few different types of things. This product is uh, essentially a calcium reducing, and we found that, that that is what allows it to hydrate and disperse so well. So we're experimenting with different levels of that and how much we can go. We're also 
looking at will reducing other types of minerals or anything else that comes from the milk, will that give us an advantage as well? And then we're working with our permeate to see if there are ways that milk permeate can be a better product if we filter out additional, you know, other parts, if that will make them better as you use it as an ingredient. The biggest thing, I guess, that's truly important to being successful with formulating with milk proteins is the freshness. All of our milk comes from dairies within 45 minutes of our processing plant. So when it comes in, we process it immediately. And I don't know if, I mean, you're familiar, milk starts to break down from the very second after it's milk. And so the, the, the more time that passes before it gets processed, the more it breaks down and you get off flavors and other things that happen, it affects the way that protein powders, you know, will hydrate and, and disperse in formula. The sooner that it, can, that it can be processed, the more fresh it is, the better success that a food or beverage company will have at making products that that will be good. And, you know, the fact that we're dealing with the exact same dairies, there, there are two owners, that it actually creates a very consistent protein level. So as it comes in, the casein and whey ratios are very, very consistent. You have this consistent product all the way through, it's very fresh, and that really makes a difference. And now it's a double interview from Milk Specialties Global. Meris Greiber is Head of Marketing and Lindsay Ormond is the Director of Nutrition and Research. At Shift20, the company was showcasing several new products, including ProRe, a brown rice protein developed to meet the increasing consumer demand for plant-based. And we'll hear from Meris first. So um, Milk Specialties Global is a 75-year-old company. We started in 1944, and we are very staked in the dairy industry. We really helped pioneer animal milk replacers in the Midwest market way back in the 40s um, when refrigeration was becoming more widespread and farmers had a lot more options for selling their milk. So that's really where we got our foundation. And After establishing a stronghold in animal nutrition, we expanded into human nutrition um, with a focus on dairy protein ingredients in the mid-2000s, so about 15 years ago. In a short period of time, in about 12 years, Milk Specialties has become an industry-leading manufacturer of nutritional dairy and plant-based protein ingredients, primarily serving the sports nutrition, health and wellness, and functional food industries. Um, It was a very fast acceleration. We have a wide portfolio of milk proteins, whey proteins, hydrolysates, plant protein, and we are constantly expanding our custom ingredients and value-add ingredients that are proprietary to milk specialties while providing strong formulation and application support to our industry partners and customers. A fun fact about milk specialties is that We are one of the few dairy protein ingredient companies who is very, very firmly cemented in making everything exclusively in the U.S. 
our supply chain is really unparalleled. We purchase about 16 billion pounds of milk equivalents per year. So that is ranging from fluid milk to whey. I mean, obviously, we're a huge purchaser of whey due to our whey protein. And we have an impact on 9% of the U.S. milk supply. And that has helped us secure the position as the world's largest producer of whey protein isolate. We export to 38 countries globally. You know, I think that we've had some terrific expansion in our international market in the past several years. And that's something that we're really excited about because we just bring a fantastic portfolio and again, have really developed some strong relationships with some of the larger brands globally um, who are using our ingredients. And as far as the ingredient development and the research that you do, are you constantly working on new things and, and does that come from within or is that through sort of discussion with your own customers? I would say it is a combination. Clearly we keep our eye on the market to see what the trends are and really what is driving demand and what consumers are responding to. We have definitely expanded beyond simply sports nutrition, which was our stronghold when we first entered into the dairy protein ingredient market to working with large global manufacturers, supplying dairy proteins that they're using in you know, everyday items, functional foods, whether it's bakery, confectionery, protein definitely is a health halo right now that we're seeing in mainstream items. That is very driven by market trends. And then looking at what customers are bringing customers due to the strong relationship that we have, they will approach us with their objectives and we help them find solutions. And that has driven, you know, a lot of innovation internally as well, whether it is something that we may develop, you know, exclusively for that customer or see a wider opportunity and bring it to market under the Milk Specialties brand. And I I would assume that like everybody else, you've seen a massive increase in plant-based in the last little while. We have. So we actually just introduced our first plant-based protein, ProRe, which is a brown rice protein concentrate, 80% protein. Um, It's available both in conventional and organic, both grown and manufactured in the U.S., which is pretty distinctive in the market right now. Are you finding differences in sort of formulations in terms of how these things work in plant-based alternatives? Lindsay, you could probably provide a little bit more more insight into functionality. It is very different. I mean, the dairy proteins are, you know, they're very soluble. They, They have more of a neutral taste. And obviously that's where our background and our heritage is. So it's really interesting working with plant proteins that if the solubility isn't as high as dairy proteins, then that's a a different straight off. And the flavor profile is obviously very different. So it's doing some work to establish the flavors that work best with plant proteins to get the level of protein that you need in a product and make sure that it's what the consumer wants as well. With the new product, what are the applications for potential applications for that product? So the main application for it is the ready-to-mix, so powdered shakes, and also for bars as well. And then we're also looking at it in ready-to-drink products. So the work so far has mainly been around RTM um, and some bar work as well, but it, it can also work in RTD. One of the things that 
a lot of people or a lot of people in the dairy industry are saying is that the alternatives don't like the flavor profile might be improving, but the nutritional profile isn't uh, clearly it's got yeah. quite high protein. So it's obviously comparable. It does. Yeah. And then, and this kind of comes back to the, or brings in the protein quality discussion, which I think is hotting up in, you know, both in the consumer world and in industry as well. So with protein quality, it's really a measure of the essential amino acids or the amino acid profile that a protein has and how well those amino acids are actually taken up by the body. And looking at, you know, whichever protein quality method we look at. So if we take the most recent up-to-date one, which is the DAS method, and this is a new method, it's the the most representative of what is, is actually absorbed by the human body. Looking at that, the dairy proteins are significantly higher than any of the plant proteins. And that's just the nature of it. Animal proteins do have a better amino acid profile. They satisfy the body's essential amino acid needs a lot better for a smaller amount of protein. So, for example, if you take um, 25 grams of whey protein, then you know you need to have significantly more. So if you look at pea protein, for example, you need to have almost 40 grams of protein to get the same level of benefit if you're looking at branched-chain amino acids. So with the dairy proteins, you get more bang for your buck, essentially. You get more of those essential amino acids in a smaller amount of protein, and they're taken up by the body better than, than in the plant proteins. And I think that's where when it comes to plant proteins, often you'll see a combination of plant proteins and products. So often rice and pea are put together um, so they complement each other to get a complete amino acid profile, essentially. You know, I think in the U.S. specifically, one of the things that we're seeing is, well, plant-based proteins definitely are getting a lot of focus. You know, what's driving people to plant-based proteins often is beyond strictly nutrition. So we're actually seeing a huge rise in flexitarian offerings too, where there's a blend of both plant and dairy proteins, because again, people may be pursuing, you know, plant-based proteins for reasons other than the nutritional profile, but they know that they like the dairy proteins and they're not you know, they're not vegan consumers. So excluding dairy from their diet is not a priority for them. So, you know, looking at the sports nutrition industry in particular, we see plant-based comprising about 15% of the high protein products out there. Well, dairy protein is about 76%. And then the mixed comprises about 10%. So um, I think that this is an area that's continuing to evolve. So what other new products do you have that you're promoting at this virtual event? Actually, this is the, I guess, the, the main launch of our new NutriPro range. So our developers and scientists have been working for a while on a new range of ingredients that provide additional health benefits um, or enhanced health benefits in whey proteins. So obviously whey protein, given its great amino acid profile and its high level of leucine, is often linked into muscle building and quite rightly so it's been shown to be great for that. But whey protein is made up of different protein fractions and what we've done is, is essentially utilise technology to amend the, the ratio of these fractions slightly and thus enhance certain health benefits from the different fractions. So the three that we have at the moment in the range are alpha-lactalbumin, which is a WPI, our lactoferrin-rich WPC80, and our MFGM, 
enriched WPC as well. So just to give you a bit of background of the three different ones, so the Nutripro Alpha enriched WPI. Um, so Alpha is the main protein fraction found in mother's milk. and It's the second biggest fraction in cow's milk. So it's part of the reason that babies sleep well after, they're, um, after they've been fed is it's also richer in tryptophan, which influences the serotonin level. Consumers think of it as the turkey effect after Christmas dinner. So it, helps, it can help promote beneficial mood, cognitive performance, can help enhance sleep. And for this reason, it, it's, it's really good for adults. It's been shown to help shorten the time to get to sleep, so the sleep latency, and have more restful sleep as well. So it enhances morning readiness scores, morning awakeness. Um, and it's been shown to enhance performance at a morning cognitive test. So it's a really interesting one, particularly when you marry up the beneficial effect on sleep with the essential amino acid composition. It's a really interesting concept for overnight recovery. Um, so you're getting those essential amino acids and the leucine to build muscle and the additional tryptophan to, to promote sleep in total. So that's one of our one of our main concepts. Then we have the lactoferrin-rich WPC80. And lactoferrin is a it's a minor protein fraction in whey protein, but it's a significant one. Um, and the main benefits of it are around immune system support, which is obviously something that consumers are looking for a lot right now. So it's, it helps to support the immune system. It's, uh, it has antiviral properties, antifungal, antioxidant properties, and it's been shown in adults to help immune system response. So it, it's very on trend for just now with the current climate. And it's also been shown to improve iron status in both long distance female runners and in pregnant women as well. So two groups where if you look at long distance, uh, long distance runners, they're often at risk of iron deficiency anemia. And so lactoferrin can help promote a more favourable iron status for them. And then the last one is MFGM, which is milk fat globule membrane. So it sounds a little technical, but basically it's part of the fat portion in dairy. Again, it's really rich in mother's milk and it has a lot of bioactive compounds within it and bioactive proteins within this fat component. So a lot of phospholipids that are key for cognitive development in infants and in kids and cognitive performance in adults. And then it has other protein fractions like lactoferrin and IgG's immunoglobulins that help promote and support the immune system. So this is another really key one just now, both from an immune support perspective and also a cognitive perspective, particularly with an aging population. And what kind of end products would those be incorporated into? So they can go into, into a whole host of products. So if we look at our alpha lactalbumin, that can go into your RTM, your shakes. It's also heat stable, so it can work in ready-to-drink products. Um, it could go into bars, into cookies, ice cream. So that one has a lot of flexibility in terms of which applications it can go into. In terms of the lactoferrin-rich WPC, it can be instant or, or non-instant. So it can go into RTM and it, it's similar. It can go into food applications, into bars, cookies, could potentially be used in ice cream as well. And then with the MFGM, similar. So that one's 70% protein. So it's it's a slightly lower percentage protein and it's a higher fat level. So that works really well also for keto diets. Obviously, a, a continued trend at the moment 
with the high fat level. And that one can work across. So again, ready to mix is, is one of the key applications for that. And also ready to drink as well, that can work in. CP Kelco is a nature-based ingredient solutions company in the US with more than 85 years of experience working with food and beverage manufacturers in more than 100 countries worldwide. It would take quite a while for me to list all the products the company was showcasing at Shift 20, so we'll leave that to the expert, who is Veronica Bourne, Manager of Sales Technical Services at CP Kelco. CP Kelco has been around for 85 years. And we work with food and beverage manufacturers of all sizes across the globe. Our focus is really unlocking nature-powered success through our collaborative, problem-solving approach with technical expertise and ingredient innovation. We produce pectin, gel and gum, citrus fiber, carrageenan, and other nature-based ingredients for a variety of applications, including dairy and dairy alternatives. We have a global footprint with manufacturing sites and labs around the world. What products are you promoting at Shift 20? Is it a lot of products or is it just new products? Well, you know, we we like to promote all of our product line, but we're particularly, we have some focus on our pectin and gel and gum. These are really great for dairy and dairy alternatives and they're compatible with standard manufacturing processes. So these are two of our big popular items. And pectin is really great because it protects and stabilizes the protein, minimizes sediment, and it helps prevent serum separation. So this is a really recognizable ingredient by consumers and it's probably best known for its use in jams and jellies. And it's an ideal solution for applications like yogurt fruit prep. So gel and gum is another gum that we're promoting. It's a multifunctional ingredient with dairy and dairy alternative beverages. It provides suspension of insoluble ingredients like proteins, calcium, and cocoa with little contribution to mouthfeel. So you get all the great benefits of a product that needs suspension with a smooth pour, but not the added viscosity. But you can find all this information in our product portfolio on our nature-based ingredients. And this is available on our website. These are new products specifically for dairy and dairy alternatives. Are there any differences to the way that they behave in dairy and dairy alternative products? Oh, absolutely. There's, you know, there's interaction with the protein. So whenever a customer comes to us, you know, say they're making a beverage and it's a dairy-based beverage. Well, we have very specific ingredients for dairy-based applications. You have all kinds of interactions that happen. So whenever they come to us, we have to ask very specific questions to make sure that we're giving them the right product because what works for alternative plant-based is not going to work for a dairy-based application. And I assume as well that you work with your customers to develop whatever it is they need as opposed to like a one-size-fits-all. Absolutely. It's customized formulation. You reach out to anyone on my team. We're based from Latin America up to Canada, and we'll help you from square one all the way through commercialization of your product. The new ingredients, did you already have anything along these lines or are they completely new? One of the newest things that we have is actually our Nutrava citrus fiber. And it's a functional fiber that's next generation ingredient. And it doesn't have an E number in Europe. Uh, We have a patented process that converts intact citrus peel into a fiber that is both functional and close to nature. So not only does it contribute to the daily fiber intake, but Nutrava citrus fiber offers unique properties like gelling, thickening, stabilizing, and water binding. And we offer grades for a variety of applications. 
we're continuously adding to these. And we expect to have an announcement really soon about dairy and dairy alternatives. So we can be on the lookout for that. This is one that we're just now commercializing within our company. So this is very exciting. And where do the ideas come from? Is it from your customers or do you, are you always constantly developing new products anyway? A little bit of both. So we definitely have our customer-driven products and we have some of the new ones that I can actually talk about that were specifically based off of customer feedback. And then we also have, you know, an arm where internal employees can make suggestions. We think that this is the top new trend or our marketing department will notice the trend and say, hey, I think we should be ahead of the game and start to develop this. And what other products do you have in your portfolio that are useful for dairy that you're that you're not necessarily promoting here because they knew? One of the newer ones that we have is Genuexplorapectin NV200, and it's a vegan alternative that has a similar texture to gelatin. And this is an ideal solution for neutral dairy dessert market, particularly where the consumer wants the indulgent mouthfeel without the guilt. This pectin delivers a product rich in mouthfeel and texture without requiring line adjustments or special hydration solutions for pectin, which can often be kind of a hassle. And how are you finding participating in a virtual event like Shift 20? I think it's really exciting to participate in this virtual trade show. There's just so much information out there that are just, you know, I really love the on-demand videos that companies are posting. You know, of course, the sad part is not being able to taste the prototypes or go to the social events that happen, but I'm really enjoying this. And I hope this is something that IFT can continue in the future. It'd be really great if we have an on-demand video session after the actual annual IFT meeting. And are there any other products that you're promoting at the event this year? So I want to mention our new gel and gum that was developed for an increase in market demand for ambient drinking yogurts. We have seen a spike in requests for this, this beverage. So we developed Kelkagel ADY. It provides outstanding synergies control, mouthfeel and structure, and long and short-term shelf life drinking yogurts. The advantage to this ingredient is that it can be used before fermentation in the process, so it improves efficiency. It's also used to replace gelatin, so we have another gelatin replacer for you, while still letting formulators tailor the mouthfeel structure and flavor profile that they desire and it reduces the need for other texturizers. So it allows low cost in use. You're mentioning the, the low cost. When you have ingredients like that that are capable of replacing other ingredients, that must make it more cost effective for your customers. Absolutely. And, you know, another trend is shorter labels. So if we can offer one product that removes multiple ingredients, that's also an ideal situation for formulators. New Life Markets has acquired the exclusive right to a new patented extrusion process developed by GHL International. The technology pre-cooks whole grains and whole pulses to create clean labelled ingredients with multiple functional uses. Utilising this technology, the company has developed the Nutra-Easy line of products. And to tell us about the company, the extrusion process and the products is Karen Watson, Director of Sales and Technical Innovation at New Life Market. So New Life Market was founded by fourth-generation farmer Earl Romer, 
who was looking for crops to plant that were drought resistant because there is a depletion of the Ogallala Aquifer, which is under Western Kansas and is our main growing region. So we actually worked with the USDA early on to search for sorghum varieties around the world that were made for human grade consumption. So there's a lot of sorghum grown in the U.S. The U.S. is actually the largest producer of sorghum in the world, but most of it's made for animal feed. It's very bitter. It doesn't taste good. And so Earl started New Life Market as a way to guarantee high-quality sorghum to U.S. food manufacturers. And so uh, there are identity-preserved varieties that are specifically made for baking, for snack foods, and there is an in-house breeding program at New Life that is designed to push the functional characteristics of sorghum even further for gluten-free baking. And everything we do as a company is gluten-free. We've got a farm-to-family traceability program that goes all the way down to the farm level through production. Our main core business is sorghum ingredients. We have a mill on site. So we're completely vertically integrated. And then we've just launched a new processing system called our Nutri-Easy Process. We have exclusive rights on a patent from GHL International that lets us take whole grains and whole pulse ingredients and transform them into very functional food items. And so how do you turn those into ingredients? A lot of the challenges with using lentils and pulses in particular, you've got an off flavor profile, they take a long time to cook, and they're just not functional for a product developer to use. So this process is actually using extremely high pressure to cook the pulses and the grains using their own natural water. And we can control the degree of gelatinization or the degree of cooking in the process that will give different functional characteristics. So for example, and grains do really well, you know, turning into like a vegan milk or even like a, a yogurt type item. So because everything is cooked, it mixes very easily. The product breaks down and will form into gels. We're seeing really strong gelling characteristics in lentils and peas, and the flavor is much milder than if you were trying to cook the pulses or lentils yourself. This seems like an area with many new possibilities opening up. Yes. And, you know, we've got a technical team on site in Scott City that is working with a lot of the different applications to give our customers a good starting point with these ingredients. So we've done oat milk and sorghum milk. We are playing around with, you know, meat alternatives. And so what kind of products would your ingredients be useful in when it comes to the dairy and dairy alternatives industries? Yeah, so the the way that you process oat and grain milks right now, you really have to use enzymes and a long process to create that ingredient. And with the Nutri-Easy items, you actually can just hydrate and mix and you'll get good dispersion. And so you can really cut down on that processing time for a milk type item. And we do put a little bit of oil in with it, usually in the lab, just because it gives a much better mouthfeel, kind of mimics milk a little bit better than just a grain itself. You know, as far as the lentils go, we really have seen amazing texture and very smooth texture and something that could be like an instant pudding or a yogurt type item as well. And doing a mix of grains and the pulses will give a more complete protein as well to the final product. And so really mimicking that whole protein that you get in an actual dairy item. 
I would assume with the increase in interest in plant-based that new innovations like this are very interesting to many companies? Yeah, plant-based is really taking off. And, you know, you notice with a lot of the plant-based items, they're not the cleanest label and they're not gluten-free either. And so there's really this kind of second wave of product improvement that people are looking for to be more clean label. And, you know, this new process is really going to fill a hole in that marketplace. And I would imagine as well, because you you mentioned you're using things like lentils and, and peas and beans and, and products that haven't traditionally been utilized very much in the plant-based space, that it would also lead to development of products that would have different claims other than simply being plant-based. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of health benefits that come with using a variety of grains and pulses in your diet. And when you use, you know, mostly grains, you have a limiting amino acid glycine. And so being able to pair the two is really important. But even beyond that, just looking at reducing the amount of concentrated proteins that are used in some of these items can help bring other nutrients in as opposed to really just, you know, having pea or soy be the main ingredient and just make the label much more consumer friendly. And of course, this is new, but in the current climate, you're not really able to meet face to face with your own clients. How are you working around that? Right. And we, so right now, because we can't meet with customers because of, you know, where we are in the world, everything's virtual right now. We've actually got some applications featured on our YouTube channel where we're actually showing what these ingredients do in the lab so that it can help give people a better idea of what can be done. So, you know, right now people are trying to figure out, you know, various types of meat alternatives that are difficult to do especially, you know, shaved meats are really something that aren't out there a lot. And that's so that's one of the things that we're playing around with in the lab. And will these products be available globally? Yeah, so we're based out of the U.S., but we do do quite a bit of international business as well already with our sorghum. And so, you know, we would be able to export just like we do with our other products that we currently have. Did you feature anything else at the IFT event this year? So the other item that we also featured at IFT this year was our fiber gel, which is a completely different process, but we take our waxy burgundy sorghum and precondition it and mill it into a flour that is very functional for gluten-free baking to help extend shelf life. So because it is an amylopectin starch structure, it is resistant to retrogradation. And that's been something that we've had for about six months now. And we've gotten really good feedback on customers for the extension of shelf life in gluten-free baked goods, which is a very difficult thing to do. And we have our, our standard portfolio of sorghums, which there's plenty of information on our website. So just, you know, Google New Life Market, and that's NU Life Market. And you'll be able to find our YouTube channel with some of these different applications that showcases, you know, the difference between our ultralift and our fiber gel, and then some of the cool things we've done in the lab with the new NutriEasy process. And that's it for another week. Kind of back to normal next week, not that I'm exactly sure what normal is anymore, but we do have all the interviews ready to go. Now, if it would just stop raining for a bit, that would be great. But I guess it goes with the territory in the same way as if you live in the Middle East, you kind of know it's going to be hot and dry. Still, gives us one more thing to complain about. 
Hopefully, wherever you are, the pandemic is improving and that all is well. So until next week, when I hope you will join us again, stay safe, take care, and as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.